Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us. And we're going to try to jump right into this episode. This episode is another one of our mock sessions. We've recorded several videos over the past couple of months of different counselors speaking with other counselors that are pretending to be moms going into the abortion center, scenarios that we've encountered before, scenarios that you're likely to encounter yourself at the abortion center. And this mock session is actually with one of our local missionaries here, Elijah, Mm-hmm. being the counselor, and Vicky is pretending to be a mom, and you can lay out the scenario, Vicky. Yeah, so I'm I'm the grandmother of the baby that's going to die. Okay. I'm the mother of an addicted, pregnant adult daughter. And I do want to say that everything I say in this video, playing that role, is actually very true to life of what I heard when I actually did counsel a mom in this situation, and that's what I was thinking of. Was was a this is a real life case study from um, a mom and grandmother that yeah. I that I actually counseled. Yeah. Very very difficult case. Yeah, and we've gotten some feedback from folks that are listening to the podcast that mm-hmm. these mock sessions are really helpful. Mm-hmm. We think that they're helpful. You're you're able to kind of listen in mm-hmm. on what are some of the things that we might say now. I want you to keep in mind too, like we said in all of these other mock sessions, these are these are off the cuff. Now these are situations that we've encountered, right. but uh, they're not scripted or anything like that. Elijah in this scenario is just doing the best he can with what comes his way. He knew yeah. a little bit of the scenario, right? Just he only kind of knew he only knew the basic uh, premise that this was an addicted, pregnant adult daughter, yeah, and that this was the mom of the of the daughter that was about to abort. Um, but I just said counsel as you would counsel in yep. this situation. So it, it really is great training to do this. And we do recommend that our counselors do this yeah. um, just to practice. But yes, unrehearsed, Elijah's great. And um, and you'll you'll see as you yeah. listen to him. Yeah. There's some really good yeah. things. And so what we're going to do, like we've done in the past, is we're going to play it for you guys to listen to. And then we're going to come back after that. It's about five uh, five to six minutes long. We're going to come back after that and talk through some of the things that were said, maybe some of the things that could have been said better, mm-hmm. differently, or mm-hmm. whatever, uh, some of the things that were said great. And so we're going to talk through that with you. Hopefully this will be equipping for you guys. So here it is. Hey, ma'am. How you doing today? Can you take oh, some information? Sure. What, what's this? Sure. Well, I'm out here with a ministry called Love Life. We're out here offering hope and hope to the moms and dads going into the abortion clinic. Wow. I couldn't help but notice that you, you brought someone in there today. you mind me asking about that? I mean, it's, you know, I don't want to be here. This yeah. is, um, it's pretty complicated. Um, I'm, um, you know, I'm a God-fearing Christian. I, I, I love God, but, but my daughter, I mean, I can't begin to tell you what I've been through. She, she has, um, she's been a drug addict pretty much her whole life literally yeah. the past 20 years and and we've had her in and out of rehab and 
Uh, she's pregnant again um, with a guy we, we don't even like. I mean, he's dangerous, downright dangerous, but I'm raising her first child. My grandbaby, I'm raising her. I've, I've legally adopted that, that baby. Yeah. And so here she is pregnant again. She's doing drugs right now. She's probably, you know, in there if, if she could. She'd be doing drugs in there. And I yeah. I can't do this anymore. I can't I, I you know, I'm a I'm working full time. I'm a, I'm a, I'm about you know, I thought I'd be on the verge of retirement, but I can't retire. I'm raising a baby and my my daughter's like a second baby. I mean I mean I, I'm done. I'm done. If you can promise me housing I'll go get her out of there. But that that's it. That's it. I she can't live with me anymore and I I can't do this anymore. So Well ma'am, that's a that's a pretty tough situation, but I yeah. know there is there is a, a drug rehab specifically for maternal for, for pregnant moms and, and moms with, with kids that'll house her. You know, you know, ultimately the truth is that you know, whether you're done or not, that, that baby is, is a baby. It's not just a clump of cells, you know, it's, it's a person. She's really early. She's really early. She's yeah. like seven weeks. She's if, like seven bad, weeks. Well, the baby's, the baby's heart is already beating. Well, and the baby already has ten fingers, ten toes. Yeah. You, you know, that, that's a precious child. And, you know, all that they do in there is they're going to murder that child. When your daughter comes out of that abortion clinic, having had that abortion, it, it, she's, she's still going to be addicted to drugs. Right, she's still going to yeah. be with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe worse, because I mean, I, I, I don't want her to do this. It's not like I want it. I know. Yeah. I know God probably, but He'd understand because my, He knows. He knows what what I've been through for twenty years. Yeah, she's, she hasn't hooked, left drugs for twenty years. We've done rehab. Now they're not residential. She's refused, but. Yeah. Yeah, ma'am, I know that the thing is, I'm, I'm not trying to be harsh. I know your situation is tough, but, but God doesn't understand. You know, it says in Proverbs that God hates the hands that shed innocent blood. So I'm not telling you that because I'm angry at you. I'm telling you that because that's the truth. That's what God says. Yeah. You know, and it, again, if she comes at, when she comes out of that abortion clinic, mm -hmm. she's still going to be a mom, but she's going to be a mom of a dead baby. A mom you know? who's going to be homeless. Right, because I, yeah. I, I can't. I just can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I can't do it anymore. She can't live with me anymore. I can't, I can't watch her. And and then on top of it, not only does she, um, uh, she's still using drugs, and I'm raising her first baby, but she's mean to me and she's nasty yeah. and she takes everything I do. She's she's never been good to me. After all I've done for her, I've, I've done everything, and I I can't heal her. Yeah, I can't. I you, can't. you can't. Only Jesus can. Yeah. Right? He hasn't yet. Yeah, well, you need to pray for her. And hey, listen, would you be willing to go in there and to talk to her? Tell her that there's a, a drug rehab that she can go to. And would you tell her that, that God loves her baby? Listen, there's an ultrasound unit here today. She can come right on and we can tell her about that drug rehab. We can go through all of those issues, you know. Um, but, but the emergency is that they're going to kill her baby in there. Would you be willing to go in there and talk to her? I don't know. Can you promise me this housing? Yeah. Yeah, you know that there's housing yeah. that could take her. How much is um, how much does it cost to go look at the ultrasound? It's free. It's all free. It's all free. How about I have no money. I don't even have insurance for for her. I got insurance for my adopted yeah. baby, but she's too old. Hey, you know? hey, listen. We can we can look at all those things on the mobile unit. We can talk about those things. Talk about um, eligib el eligibility for Medicaid and things like that. Okay. But yeah, she she's she's on Medicaid. She's yeah. got Medicaid. Yeah. yeah so the the emergency though is that they're gonna kill that baby in there. That, that's your grandchild, man. Would you yeah, be willing to talk I don't to really her? Think of it that way.
Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. um I'll, I'll go try. Okay. But I, I'm telling you, if, if I don't think she'll come out, but I'll. Okay. Well, I'll, what I'll was your try. name? Um, my name is Margie. Margie, can I pray with you real quick? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Father, in Jesus' name, God, I lift up Margie. Lord, I ask that you would come into this situation, that you would speak even now to her daughter. Yeah. Lord, that, that courage would rise up in Margie's heart and that she would have the words to say that she would come out of that abortion clinic, God, and go on the mobile unit and hear about the real help and resources there yeah. are. Not only that, but Lord, that she would come to you. God, we know that he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And in you there is freedom from addiction, um, freedom from all of these things, and you is life. God, we ask that you would do these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll see if I can get her. All right. So we're back. We hope that was a blessing to you guys. We hope you're kind of able to enter in to that conversation and just uh, get the feeling that, you know, it was a real conversation because it's based on based on a true story. Right, right. right. And Elijah's been doing this for a good while. Mm -hmm. He's not brand new. Mm -hmm. Not his first rodeo counseling a, a, a grandmother at the abortion center. That, that's kind of a unique scenario in itself. It is. We kind of always imagine that we're going to be talking to the mother going into the abortion center, maybe the dad that's brought his girlfriend there, and don't really think that we might be actually talking to the grandmother of the baby, but that happens a lot. A lot. Actually. It does happen a lot. So this is really good training. Now, this was a very difficult situation this grandmother was in, as, as you heard, as she outlined all the issues. Addicted daughter, a daughter who's been addicted for decades. I think the girl was 32. And she, the mom said that uh, she had been dealing with this for at least 20 years. So this kid started drugs young and was not able to to kick them pregnant the mom is is the grandmother is already ha, has custody of the daughter's first baby who i think was around age 2 yeah. at at this point uh they don't like the father they think in fact that he's downright dangerous and this grandmother claims to love god um She's just had it. Yeah. She she is just at her breaking point. I don't believe generally that most of the people that come to the abortion center truly do love God. They're certainly not walking with God, in my opinion, right. if, if they course. are coming to abort their child. But I do have to say, knowing this woman, and she is still a friend um, a few years later after this, she was someone that I think was so caught up in fear and and just the trauma of her life that I think she just had lost her way. But I do think she did know God. She did know God. And it, she was actually very true to this video. She was brought back to agreeing to give God a chance yeah. and give that baby a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that you'll see in this video that you'll hear in this video, because mm -hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, obviously you're not seeing the video. Right. Uh, but one of the things you'll hear, which I think is really an important point, realizing Elijah, of course, in this situation, realizing that he's talking to someone who can influence the mother who's in the abortion center, he's not going to be long-winded, right? He's yeah. not going to go on a 15-minute yeah. conversation yeah. And, and continually trying to – certainly he, he asks questions, and, and that's great to ask questions, but he's not going to ask endless amounts of questions. He really wants to get to the nuts and bolts of what's going on, and then what I think he did really, really well – was bringing it back around to there's an emergency. The, the immediate yes. emergency is 
they're going to kill that baby inside of there. And so you need to intervene and, and sort of bringing it around, which he does quite a few times in this, um, to would you be willing to just go in there and, and talk to her? Yeah. And he says, we can talk about these other things later and we can deal with them, I promise you, later. But right now, there is there is an emergency. There's yeah. a mom whose your grandchild is going to die if we don't act quickly. I, I wrote that down as one of what I felt he did supremely well um, yeah. also that because... There is a sense of urgency that you might not have it well that you don't have as much if you're talking to the mother herself. Yeah. But if the mother's in there and who knows if the abortionist has already arrived or not, I don't remember in the actual situation, but you got to get that mother out of there as soon as possible. Yeah. And he was very attuned to that. Yeah. Yet at the end he still took the time to pray. Yeah. It was a quick prayer reiterated the main points, gave breathed courage into her, but he did take the time to petition God, which I thought was good. Keep Absolutely. it short, you know, don't start at Genesis and work your way through Revelation, but right. but <laughs> but he did offer that and I thought that was that was really good. I also I love Elijah's tone. Yeah. He can say the hardest truths, but he always says it with so much gentleness and compassion and kindness. You know he's for you, um, and he's for that baby. He's just so sincere. And as you've said so many times, tone sets the tone. From the yeah. get-go, he's, he's not uh, condemning this woman for bringing her daughter. He's just speaking truth and kindness. Right. And kindness. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really important. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's identifying with the struggle. He's not mm-hmm. marginalizing. It. He's not saying, "Well, that doesn't matter. This actually matters." Yeah, but he is saying, and, and I and I like the fact that he does this when she talks about when you talk about God understands. You know, I believe in God, and yeah, and you know, God understands the situation. Right. He actually right. brings it around to, yeah. The Bible actually says God hates the hands that, sh- that shed innocent blood. Yeah. He he says that, and that's a that's a heavy. Scripture, that's a heavy statement. Yeah. Right. But he says that in, in such a gracious way. Yes. And then says, actually, God doesn't understand because right. what you're about to do is take the life of a person or you know, your daughter's about to do Yeah. That. Beautiful picture of, of a very well done speaking the truth in grace and mercy. He, d- he did that really well. And I think that we can say some pretty harsh truths. Yeah. If if we say them with the proper motivation and the proper tone, which, which, which he did, he empathizes, but he redirects over and over again. That happened. I wrote that a few times. He empathizes, but he redirects to the truth of what God says and the humanity of of the baby, um, which is really important. He he brought in all three of our talking points. Yeah, God, humanity, the baby, and then resources, and. Um, and points out that abortion won't change the terrible parts of the mom's life. He points out she's still going to be ad- addicted to drugs. Yeah, yeah, she's, like you're that. still going to have that that child that you're raising. But not, now you'll have a dead baby on her yeah. conscience and on your conscience. So um, that was, yeah. again, great, great point. Yeah, absolutely. And the preparedness of having that resource. Now, I don't think in in the situation that this is based on, you didn't really have that resource as like a, a surety, right? We as did not. Like the this maternity so, home that does uh yeah that deals with drug addicted moms. So let me tell you about this because I think it's a very important in many levels training 
um, concept for for especially new sidewalk counselors. Use your team. Elijah was a part of this actual real life story in the way that I was the one counseling the grandmother. And she said, if you can promise me housing, I'll get her out of there. So actually what I put down, another important point, as that one of the things that I would critique uh, Elijah on, he said, yes, I can promise that. Well, no, he couldn't. We did not have that. We we knew we had resources that might be able to provide housing, but nothing is an assurance. So be very, very careful to use those words. Yes, I can promise that. And yeah. I remember very clearly what I did say when because she, she did say that if you can promise me that you'll get me housing, I'll go in and try and get her out. And I said, I can't promise you that but I will promise we will try our very hardest. The moment you walk in there, we'll yeah. be on the phone. And that was point two for training advice. Use your team members. I knew I had to call as many housing places, some of which I didn't even know whether they existed yet, in however long it took her to get her out of there. So I called Elijah over and I gave him a list because we do have a list which is good for all of you to have. List of rehab centers, detox centers, housing, maternity homes. I had the list, big list. And I get, I ripped it in half, gave half of it to Elijah, and I said, you start calling these numbers. We need a place tonight. Yeah. And then I called the other list. And we had three possibilities before she came out with her daughter. She yeah. did come out with her daughter. Um, not, and those three all said they had openings and they would do the application. It was later on that I found the absolute perfect, incredible answer to prayer maternity home um, that would take her that she ultimately did did go to. Yeah, um, that came after the counseling session. But it it so use your team members and be very careful not to use the words I promise unless you it's a. It's a done deal. Yeah. And that's one of the things, I guess, by the way of critique that I wanted to mention. He does say, yes, I promise right. that. Yeah. I would say even if you have that, because we never want to fail to deliver on our promises. Right. And we cannot promise unless somehow we're privy to the open beds in a particular maternity home or something like that, because it could be that there's this perfect maternity home and they don't have any open beds. They don't have any right. open you know, places for the women to stay. Right. So we certainly wouldn't want to make a promise that we have no way of knowing whether or not we can even keep that promise. Now, we'll just pretend in this scenario that he absolutely knew and we'll give him that allowance. Yeah. But we do need to be careful to not say, I promise that we can do this. But like you said, I promise that I will try the hardest I can. Yeah. And you can always, and maybe, I don't know if you might disagree with this, but I can always, I will always say something like, listen, at the end of the day, if you go in there and get her out and we're not able to deliver on anything, no one's stopping you from going back in there, right? Yeah. So I want, I want to kind of get them thinking along the lines of like, you can put that off. Yeah. But let's deal with what we know right now. We know a baby's about to die. Right. And that's what I do appreciate in this conversation that he kept on bringing it back to. Again, this, this is the emergency. The baby is about to die. Let's yeah. let's do what we can. This is what we know. We know that a baby's about to die. Yeah. And all of these, like he said, 
we can deal with all of that on the mobile unit. And I think yeah. that's that's another point is being able to point them away from the abortion center mm-hmm. to something else, to give them an alternative like, okay, she's in there right now, but listen, there's another place she can go, whether it be a mobile unit like in this particular story or it's a pregnancy center down the road or whatever it might be. Let's get her away from there. Then we can talk about all these other intricacies in the in the uh, scenario. Yeah. Let's just get her out of there right now. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what she was expressing is is very common. It's not not the the specifics of her situation, but the trauma of yeah. her situation. And many of these grandmas, in particular, will go on and on and on about. Uh, I mean, they 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 need us. They need help. They are just struggling so much emotionally, and that you're always straddling that line of being empathetic and listening. But recognizing there's an emergency. And there have been times I have had to cut people off and just say, I get it. I get you are really struggling. But right now a baby's going to die. And keep bringing them back to the urgency of you got to go and get that baby out. Yeah. So which which in the real life thing she did, she did ultimately go in and get and get her out. But um, another thing he did, he he talked about human development already when she said it's just she gave the opening listen for openings elijah sees his openings really well she said um it's really small it's really young and he said well how far along well seven weeks and he knew fetal development so that he could say again he 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 countered that lie it the the lie going on in her head which is it's very small it's okay because right. the baby's so small yeah. and undeveloped and he said well honestly it's already got a beating heart there's already detectable brain waves every organ in place in in just a week yeah so um so that's really good and very important for all of us to know when we're out on a sidewalk we need to know at least the first trimester of of the key facts right. of fetal development which yeah. he did and brought him in yeah absolutely yeah and like you said counteracted that lie that mm-hmm. it's just a blob of tissue or a clump of cells with the truth mm-hmm. that actually that baby's heart is beating. Right. And again, that call to action. And so the emergency is that baby's about to die. We need to go in and intervene. Would you, would you go in there? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I think that's in any of these situations, we're dealing with someone who's an influencer, right? Even if it's the dad, we talked about this before the dad who's brought his girlfriend there. He's come out and talked with you. In this case, the grandmother of the baby that's scheduled to die, whatever the situation might be, a friend, aunt, uncle, whatever. With those influencers, yes, we've got to we've got to listen and we've got to, you know, obviously respond and contradict lies with truth. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, none of that matters if they don't go in there and get that that mom out of there. And so we want to encourage them to do that. Yeah. And in your brief time, because remember, you want to be brief in these situations. You want to be thinking of what what is my main goal? And I think one of the main goals is to instill hope. Yeah. Give give her hope. Give her something that when she goes in is going to give the daughter hope, too. Yeah. And in her case for the grandma, it was housing. 
There is no doubt that was the issue that she kept bringing up. I can't do this again. She's going to be homeless. I'm not going to raise another baby uh, of hers. And for the young lady to maybe hear there are there are places that could take you and that can help you to overcome this. And mentioning the fact that the last thing a drug addicted, struggling human being needs on their heart and mind is the death of of a child. So think about that. What what can I say that's going to give them courage? and hope in that brief time when she's going to go back in. And in the real life story, um, she did bring the daughter out. The daughter and she came on the RV with me and with our um, our nurse, who I don't remember who that was, but uh, we were able to ask a lot of questions at that point and learned that the story was even harder than she had initially presented it. And it's so easy in a situation like this to want to give up because it sounds so desperate. I don't think I'm alone in that. Right. As a counselor, you hear just this. There are so many strikes against this family. How on earth can God fix this? And I know I felt that in this situation, and I felt it more when they were on the RV. And I'm hearing um, just the the level of of terrible things that had happened to this family. One of the things that came out while they were not talking to each other, I don't know how that grandma got her out of there, but the daughter is just screaming at the the mother, her her mother, about how, what a terrible mother she's been and all the struggles as in her life, why she had turned to drugs. And the, the grandmother is screaming at her daughter saying, you have never appreciated or understood what I did for you. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there blinking, thinking, right, what yeah. do I do now? Well, what do I always do in those situations? Pray and introduce the gospel. Um, And they both sat and listened. The grandmother claimed to have already been a believer, so she was a receptive person. The daughter, not at all. But as I'm sharing the gospel, you're seeing, this is one of the times when you just could see God's spirit moving in this young lady, this tormented young lady. And ultimately, she said when that was finished, and it took a long time, she said she wanted to ask Jesus to be her Lord. Wow. And um, and the the grandma already had uh, asked Jesus to be her Lord, and, and she, was, she was just looking at her daughter incredulously. And I, I do as I always do, never pray the sinner's prayer, anything like that, said, talk to God in your own words. Well, the daughter then did proclaim that she wanted to submit her life to Jesus. And it was a beautiful prayer. But then she started apologizing to God for the way she had treated her mother. Still brings tears to my eyes thinking of that because it was so sincere. um, And it was the first time the grandmother, the mother of that young lady, had ever heard an expression of love or sorrow over how the daughter had treated that mother. Yeah. Um, and in the end, they hugged each other. And, um, and the, the young lady, then the, we, we got them the housing and everything. And later that day, um, the grandmother texted me and said, my daughter said that's the first and only peace she has ever felt in her entire life. Yeah. So out of that impossible situation... God engineered a miracle, truly yeah, a miracle. 
So um, never give up. And yeah. and Elijah in this video also never never did give up. He didn't yeah. he didn't wallow in. Wow, that's an impossible situation. You're right. Just go in and kill, right, kill yeah. the baby, which none of our counselors would ever say. We may feel it sometimes, but we never say that. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the end, the situation, it's like, yeah, there's some impossibilities, but I think. One of the things we always have to come back to is God is the God of the impossible. We've got to put it in his hands. Yeah. And part of that is getting her out of the abortion center. Let's yeah. do the right thing. Let's, let's, like you've said before, let's do the next right thing. Yeah. Put it in God's hands and stories like what you just shared. I mean, that, that, that is redemption right there. That is, that is God. Right in front of our eyes. Oh yeah. That's yeah. God doing his thing, right? Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit. Only yeah. the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. could orchestrate. In front of an abortion clinic, right? You know, just minutes away, this girl was inside the abortion center, yeah. and now she's out on the RV repenting, yeah, and reconciling with her mother, yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's that's God, yeah. That's God doing that thing, that, yeah. That work, yeah. Um, and ultimately, all of these situations, we've got to be yielded to the Lord. We've got to be, as John chapter fifteen says. We've got to be connected to the true vine, Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Right. And I think Elijah would acknowledge that, even though this was a mock session. Yeah. <laughs> in any of these situations, we've got to lean on the Lord. We've got to stay tapped into the Lord because he can mm-hmm. give us wisdom. He can help our tone to come across the way that it needs to. He can help us when we're dumbfounded. When Here's a mom and a daughter arguing in front of us on the RV, and it's like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> Introduce the gospel. Right. Let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Yeah. And it's yeah. amazing what he'll do right. with you as a yielded vessel. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It so is. Hopefully this was an encouragement. Hopefully this was equipping to you guys. Uh, we would always encourage you guys to reach out to us. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky, at lovelife.org. If you have, I don't know, suggestions for podcasts like we often ask for, but also maybe questions about this, maybe some ways that you would handle this differently, some things mm-hmm. that maybe you would say, maybe you've been doing this for a while and you have some, some things to add. And certainly if there's, if it's appropriate, we'll, we'll tack that on to another podcast episode. Uh, we, we don't feel like we have it all together, but God is by his mercy has taught us some things, given us some experiences. And we're just trying to help equip you guys with the experiences that we have and, and what we know from the word of God, of course. Right. So uh, again, we hope this was a blessing to you guys. Uh, We hope that you share this podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. But until next time, God bless. God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. I know it will cost me my life. Nothing's too precious since I made